Welcome to the Program Yourself Thin Podcast with your host, Jim Katsoulis. I'm gonna show you how to master your weight once and for all. Start using powerful mindset-focused strategies to lose weight and live in the body of your dreams. Tune in each week for new episodes. Hey, this is Jim Katsoulis with the Program Yourself Thin Podcast. And today I wanna talk to you about top-down versus bottom-up weight loss. And while that may not mean too, too much to you right now, uh, I think by the end of this, you're gonna have a completely different understanding of how you can approach weight loss that makes it much easier for you. And I wanna start with a quote by Benjamin Franklin that says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And this is really important when it comes to weight loss because we have gotten conditioned to think about weight loss as the cure. And it's really hard when we think of it that way. Again, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So what this lesson really is really all about is how do we turn our weight goals into one of prevention simply because it's a lot easier. Now, to understand what that means, you got to understand that if you're at a weight you don't like, you think about it all the time, you want to lose weight, you're obsessed with losing it, but you're always maintaining it. So you have to understand that you have unknowingly, unconsciously created belief systems, a lifestyle, a way of being that maintains the higher weight that you don't want. And so what we're looking to do is to change the bottom-up factors, which we'll talk about in a moment, so that you naturally live at your goal weight. And it's a complete paradigm shift here. So instead of thinking that your higher weight is your set weight where you're always at and you need to fight against that, you need to cure it, instead we want to do this bottom-up approach where, again, we transform your thinking, we transform your body, your way of being, so that you're naturally at your goal weight. Okay, so stick with me here. Again, it's a little bit of a weird concept, but I promise you it can be a real game changer. So again, to understand this, you have to remind yourself that the goal here is not just to lose weight. The losing weight is a means to an end. It's so that you can live at your goal weight forever. You don't just want to lose the weight and then put it back on so you can say forever, oh, I, you know, I lost that weight that time, right? Again, you want to create a way of being so that you can live at your goal weight forever. That's the real goal here. And in order to do that, you need to make this process as easy as possible. Hence the, the quote, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Again, in that example, we're talking about your efforts. And what we want is we want to focus on the efforts where it's an ounce of effort as opposed to a pound because the pound of effort gets real tiring real quick. It's very difficult to maintain. Okay, so again, I want to point out that I'm not struggling with willpower all day long to maintain my weight now. I have created a way of being where it's just natural. And again, I, I got to point that out that so much of our behavior and what we're accomplishing is unconscious, okay? You're not intentionally trying to maintain the higher weight. As a matter of fact, you're doing everything in your power to lower that weight and it's not working, okay? That's how effectively you have unconsciously created this higher weight lifestyle and way of being for yourself, okay? So, so stick with me here. So again, prevention requires much less energy, but it is a different approach. Again, because dieting is not a prevention-based mindset. Dieting is saying we've got a problem here and dieting is a cure-based mindset and it's very difficult. It's very hard. When we create a prevention-based mindset, we avoid a lot of these problems right off the bat and so we're not using our energy to fight against them. Um, and again, the way to make this happen is that a cure is, is, is all or nothing, right? All of a sudden, it's like, okay, that's I got to get rid of this weight. I got to lose this weight. Tomorrow's the day and then it becomes all but then we get tired out. Right? Tell me that's not what you've experienced in the past. I mean, things are going fine. You're eating well. Maybe you're exercising. Maybe you're losing some weight. 
but it starts to feel overwhelming, right? Maybe it's just it gets tiring to think about all the time. Maybe it feels boring. Uh, Maybe it's hard to get yourself to do the things you need to do. And it just kind of, you know, either quit or it just fades away, right? But it's because it's hard to do. So what we want to do is we want to be all or something. We want to increase that bottom. We we don't want to be nothing ever again. We always want to be doing something to work on our ideal weight. Now stick with me because a lot of times when I say this to people initially, again, they're so conditioned to thinking workouts, diets, that they can't think about doing that forever. Okay, so stick with me here because I'm going to show you how a preventative, what is a prevention mindset? How do we prevent the extra weight from coming on in the first place? And we're going to go into some details that you may not have thought about before. So First, let's talk about top-down, okay? So, so I refer to this as top-down because this is how I see most people approaching their weight loss is they use a top-down approach, which is willpower, okay? So again, they, they aren't happy with their weight, they're not happy with their lifestyle, and they use this willpower to get themselves to act different. But the problem with this approach, and I know this, you've experienced this, and so I wanna be able to label it and help you identify this, is that willpower is a finite resource, Right? And it depletes throughout the day based on how much it's used. So a lot of times when people are trying to diet or do the right thing, you know, the first part of the day is relatively easy, but it gets harder as the day goes on. And then this accumulates as well. So Monday may be an easier day than Friday is. Okay, So you have to understand that willpower is a finite resource. Start thinking about willpower like a muscle, metaphorically. Think about it like a muscle in your body. And if you use a muscle in your body over and over and over again, at some point it gets depleted and it has to recover, okay? Your willpower is the exact same thing. You don't have limitless amounts of willpower. It's just like a muscle. And to understand a little bit more deeply, um, your willpower is a prefrontal cortex process that is dependent on blood glucose levels, just like your muscles. And so when you start using a lot of willpower to not eat, (laughs) you're literally, you're using up the energy that you need the food to replenish it with. So a lot of times we start the day with a lot of willpower, we don't eat, we get to lunch, we still have willpower, we don't eat. But now what happens is not only have we used up all the willpower, but we now have no glucose in our body because we haven't eaten anything, right? So it becomes this double whammy. And so if you've ever experienced this where you start to feel an intense hunger because you haven't been eating, and then you start to feel a lack of ability to stop yourself from eating the wrong things, this is why. And you have to understand this, this is what you're working with. And so self-control decisions and stress all reduce willpower. And these are all three things that go way up when you start dieting, right? Self-control, you have to exhibit more self-control. That burns through the willpower. You have to make new decisions. Well, what am I going to eat then instead? Or I'm going to stop myself from eating that thing. So you're making more decisions than you normally do. Uses up more willpower. And all of these things create stress because when we have to do things differently than, when how, than how we have been doing them, when we have to make new decisions, have new thought patterns, it stresses our body and our minds, okay? So all of these things burn through willpower, which is what makes it not a good strategy for losing weight. And again, I just want to reinforce this, that not eating enough decreases willpower. Just like if you wanted to build muscle, it would be like the idea, like, I'm going to build muscle, so I'm going to stop eating, Right? And, you, and that doesn't make sense to you, right? Because you have learned that your muscles need calories, right? They need energy to rebuild themselves, okay? Same thing with your willpower. You need to feed your willpower. So using this top-down approach where you're going to use willpower to be the, this iron fist that's going to control all your behavior, it's, you're, you're not built that way. And so if that hasn't worked for you in the past, I want you to understand why. It's not your fault, 
And, and again, you, you have willpower in certain areas of your life, right? If you're a parent, you, you get up early to take care of your kids or you, you make them dinners and food when you don't want to. So you have willpower. Um, when it's applied to weight loss, it's just not a good fit. It's a piece of the puzzle. Of course, we're going to use willpower sometimes, but we don't want the entire weight loss strategy that we're using to rely on willpower. It, it's very ineffective, okay? So top down is willpower, but let's talk about bottom up. And this is the game. <laughs> I think when you start looking at weight loss this way, I, I think I want to be clear. Conceptually, it's more complicated, okay? So the appeal of willpower is it's very simple. I'm just going to eat better starting tomorrow, okay? Conceptually, that sounds very simple. To put it into practice is very difficult, especially day after day, week after week. And you know this, okay? So the bottom up, I want to be clear, it's a little more complicated initially, but when you get it down, when you figure it out and you implement it, it takes on a life of its own. And then you don't need to rely on the willpower. Again, I, I can't stress this enough. It's all about prevention. And this is so important when it comes to weight loss because we've been so conditioned to think about the cure. And that becomes the only way we think about it. So again, the, the downsides of, of this approach are it's a little more complicated and that it takes a little more time. Okay, but it lasts way longer and it's way easier. Okay, so that's the benefit. So when we talk about bottom up, what we're talking about is the cravings that you have, right? Your hunger levels, your moods, your energy levels, your hormonal balances or imbalances, right? Your satiety, how satisfied you feel, right? When you eat, right? this is a factor that you can influence. Your thinking, whether you're thinking negative or positive thoughts, um, your focus on food, okay? So if you right now are experiencing unhealthy cravings all the time, you're hungry a lot, um, your moods are all over the place and there's a lot of bad moods, um, you feel exhausted, you're overwhelmed, you have a hormonal imbalances, you never feel full no matter what you eat, you could keep eating, negative thoughts about you're not gonna be able to do this and you're obsessed with food all the time. If that's what you're dealing with, that is too much for your willpower to deal with. And that is what I see a lot of people doing when they want to lose weight. There are all these factors, bottom-up factors coming up that they have to deal with, and it's overwhelming to the willpower. It's just too much. So what we need to do, again, this approach requires maximum willpower, right? If you're fighting against all of these things. But the good news is that you can change all these bottom-up factors by using strategic lifestyle choices, right? Just by being more strategic and putting your focus in a different place. Instead of just thinking you need to burn more calories or reduce more calories, you start working with your body so that you prevent, you know, these cravings, the hunger, the moods, and you get all of them working with you. And so that's what this is all about. So let's talk a little bit about that. So imagine for a moment, before we go into how to do it, imagine for a moment that you woke up in the morning and you craved some healthy foods. You wanted to eat whole natural foods because that's what you did and you knew it felt good. Um, you weren't that hungry throughout the day because you were satisfying your nutritional needs. You were giving yourself the foods that your body truly craved. You were getting the micronutrients you need. You were getting the calories that you needed to thrive and to feel good. Your moods were brighter. You were feeling more optimistic about the day. You were excited. You were looking forward to it. You knew what you were going to eat, and you enjoyed what you were going to eat, and you had it all ready to go. Um, you had more energy, okay, so you could deal with the things in your life. 
right? So if you had kids or work or partner responsibilities that you had to do, you had the energy to do them and you had a mindset that was clear and positive and excited to do them, okay? Your hormones were more balanced, so you just felt more even keel. Um, You didn't get starving throughout the day and you never got full. You were kind of always right in that middle and it felt nice. It felt like you were balanced in the flow of life. When you ate, you felt satisfied for hours. Imagine this for a second because this this is absolutely possible. When you have a certain diet, when you eat a certain way in your life, you eat and then you feel satisfied for hours, clear-headed, feeling light, feeling energized, feeling powerful, feeling proud of yourself. And that's the life that I want for you. You see, this is why it's so much bigger than weight loss and it's so much more than willpower. Um, there's, There's no one you know, virtually no one that's going to have the willpower to fight against all those other factors. And yet, if you could have those bottom-up factors that were supporting you, they're doing 90% of the work, okay? So it's a different focus. And again, it may take you a little bit longer, but this is the way. This is the way to create long-term success, to live in your ideal body as the ideal version of you for the rest of your life. This is how you do it. You can't just do it through willpower, and you know that. You know that. You've done it. You've tried it. It hasn't worked. It's not going to work because you're not built that way. You're taking on too much when you just rely on willpower, okay? So let's talk about let's talk about how to improve the bottom-up factors. This is the real secret. This is the real secret, in my opinion, to not only controlling your weight, but to giving yourself the, the peak level of health that you're able to achieve, the level of longevity that you're able to you know, experience, and the quality of life that you truly want. Okay, so let's talk about bottom-up factors. How do you start to create healthy cravings? Imagine you started craving healthy foods, right? You had less hunger because you were genuinely satisfied. You were meeting your nutritional needs, right? And so your body stopped sending you hunger signals and you just felt calm and relaxed. Your moods were brighter. You had more energy. Your hormones were working together to make your body run efficiently, properly. Um, When you ate, you were satisfied for hours. Your thoughts were positive. You were optimistic about the future. How do we do that? It's not that hard. (laughs) And so that's why I got to warn you. This doesn't sound sexy. This isn't some crazy diet philosophy where you're going to lose all the weight in a week. It's kind of like the traditional things that you already know but haven't focused on enough. Okay, I'm going to guess. So let let me let me um, focus on these. So what we want to do is you want to focus on lifestyle. That's how you change your your cravings, your hunger, your moods. It's not enough just to say I'm going to eat different. It's got to be bigger than that. Okay, so it's it's a complete transformation of your lifestyle is how you make this happen, and you want to build a solid foundation with better habits. Okay, so it's all about implementing these habits. And this is when I work with people. This is. 100% about it, my own personal lifestyle, my focus is on these eight habits. And when I have these eight habits in place, locked down, it's just smooth sailing for me. My eating, it's it's smooth sailing. Okay. So, so again, don't, um, don't get, oh, don't, don't say like, oh, this is just too simple. It's too easy. That's not going to work. Okay. Cause it's not just one thing. It's when you put all eight of these things together, that's when the magic happens. Okay. So the first one's water, right? Now, why is water so important? It's just so crucial, right? It affects all of these different things. First off, maybe most importantly, it's estimated that most Americans anyways are dehydrated and chronically dehydrated. Now, the big problem there, if you want to lose weight, is if you're dehydrated, your body will send you a signal to eat more. 
your body a lot of times will confuse the thirst signal as a hunger signal. Well, why is this? Because our body evolved over millions of years out in a natural setting where a lot of the foods we were consuming had a high water content. Right now, a lot of the processed foods have no water in them. Okay, So a lot of times our body will mistake the thirst for hunger. And so we'll feel hungrier when we're dehydrated, even mildly. Okay, So that's one of the big things. So drinking more water properly can reduce just a general level of hunger. Um, It also helps your body work more efficiently. It helps lubricate your joints. Okay, So your knees and your hips and your arms and your shoulders feel more comfortable. And this is important. Again, we're talking about thinking holistically here. Instead of just thinking, oh, I'm gonna, I want to lose weight, cut calories, right? That, that, that's very linear. Um, we want to understand kind of the bigger picture. That's how we make things easier. That's how we prevent problems before they even start. And so when your body feels more comfortable, when the joints just feel more comfortable, there's less stress. You're in a better mood, okay? When we're feeling discomfort, when we feel kind of locked in our body, we're uncomfortable, we tend to eat more because it takes our mind off of that. It makes us feel better for a few minutes. Okay, so the water is really, really important. It helps us digest better. And again, there's a lot more than this, but I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, about each one. Um, but, but again, you want your body to operate more, more efficiently. Water will help you digest food more efficiently. It'll reduce hunger. Um, you can certainly use it as a strategy to drink more water at challenging times of the day for you to help you feel more full um, and, and to feel more in control. Um, helps you think more clearly. Okay, water helps you think better as well. It affects brain function. Okay, so water is crucial. It's one of those simple ones, and you want to get it into your life. The next one's relaxation, and I'm going to put the next two together. Relaxation and breathing, I always combine them together, okay, because um, your breathing, to me, your breathing is like the speedometer on a car. It's the most important gauge, and you can really tell so much by where your breathing's at, and a lot of us breathe only using the top part of our lungs, right, because to breathe properly, your lungs are bigger on the bottom. If you ever watch a baby breathe, you watch their stomachs move up and down. And to breathe properly, our stomachs need to move up and down. In our society, we want to not bring attention to our stomachs. So a lot of times we learn to breathe with a tight stomach and really just using the top part of our lungs, which leads us to be oxygen deprived to a certain degree. And so when we are more relaxed physically, our muscles are are softer and our lungs are able to expand more and we're able to breathe more properly. Um, And so again, I always put relaxation and breathing together, but relaxation itself is a huge aspect of making the right food choices, right? Your relaxation or stress levels impact your hormones, right? So the more stressed you are, the more cortisol, the more adrenaline you're dumping into your body. And again, these cortisols and adrenaline, in history, there would be moments when we would need those. You know what I mean? Like maybe we also saw a lion or a tiger or there's some, you know, real intense situation. But now what happens in our modern world is we're being triggered constantly. We're constantly having these, um, these fight or flight responses triggered by, by media and, and just modern lifestyle. Now, we're not, our lives aren't actually in danger, but our body responds as if they were. So we experience a lot more stress than we have at any time, any time in history. So we need to intentionally let that go. We need to make relaxation an aspect of our weight management program because – it makes everything else easier. <laughs> the more relaxed and calm you are, the less kind of emotional eating you're, you're compelled to do, right? The, the more you're just kind of in the moment, you're focused on other things, you're able to deal with some of the stresses that you may have in life in a more genuine way. Because again, the food, it feels good in the moment when we're emotionally eating, 
but it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't solve the emotions. It just distracts us and makes us feel better for a few moments. So genuinely being able to relax and calm down, um, it's better for our body. It makes it work more efficiently and it helps us tune into the wisdom of our body. You know, I, I can't tell you enough of, of how um, doing yoga for me, and it was a very gentle yoga, was just something I was so lucky to fall into. Again, it didn't burn calories, but it was absolutely essential in helping me reduce the amount of calories I ate just simply because it made me more present in the moment and there was less emotional eating. There was less out of control binge eating type behaviors. There was less drinking, you know, without question. And so it helped me tap into a, an inner wisdom. It helped me realize what effect the food had on me, right? So if I ate crappy food, before, I'd just go sit and watch TV, and I never even felt the impact of it. But as I started to relax and do yoga and I start connecting my breathing, when I overate or I made the wrong food choice, I was really much more aware of the impact it had on my body. And not just weight-wise, but immediately. It made me feel lethargic. I felt tired. Sometimes I felt so full, I felt like I couldn't move comfortably, okay? And relaxing and breathing helped me become more aware of that, which led to naturally wanting to make better choices, better food choices, not through willpower but through what, what foods I desired and how I wanted to feel, okay? So relaxation and breathing are crucial. Um, the next one's sleep. And, and it's interesting because sleep, they're finding more and more and more benefits of sleeping on your health and on your weight, right? Simply, one of the newest ones I've just seen is that literally if you don't get enough sleep, your body starts to become more insulin resistant, okay? So sleep is absolutely crucial and, and you really wanna be between seven and eight hours of sleep a day or a night. Um, you know, that's where you want to be. When you don't get enough sleep, you tend to be hungrier, right? Because you're feeling tired. And what's, what is food? Food is fuel, right? It gives us energy. And so when we feel tired because we didn't get enough sleep, we often will start reaching for more calorie-dense foods. Right? Our body knows that that's going to give us more energy in the moment, but usually it's too much. So again, sleep is so, so crucial. This is one of those bottom-up factors, that if you make this a priority, get yourself an extra hour of sleep a night, not only does it feel better, improve a lot of areas of your life, but it, you're going to find yourself naturally making better food choices. You're going to find your body operating more efficiently, and it makes the whole process easier. You see, so again, we want to get out of the cure mindset of taking drastic action to fix it right now, and we want to start taking a longer-term approach to resolving these problems from the bottom up. Let's fix them. Okay, and so water, relaxation, breathing, and sleep go a huge way to making that happen. Um, the next one is nourishment. And so let me talk about this a second because I, I think this is an important distinction to make. So often we just think about calories, but I think it would really help you to start thinking in terms of nourishment as well. Okay, and so what I mean by that is you want to create some daily habits where you are nourishing your body, where you're getting the micronutrients that you need. Micronutrients come from whole natural foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, greens, okay? It's pretty much that simple. Um, you know, obviously there's a couple other things as well, but, but that's the big thing. And so you wanna have at least some point of your, in your day, at least Monday through Friday, some strategy, some habit where you are nourishing your body with high nourishing foods, okay? Salads, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, right? Nuts. Um, it's something where you're genuinely giving your body what it truly wants. Because just like water, your body can misinterpret the thirst signal for hunger. The same thing, now again, I haven't read this, but I've experienced it. But so I, I just believe this has got to be true. 
that if your body's not getting enough water or, or if your body's not getting enough calories, it sends you a signal to eat more. It, doesn't it make sense that if your body wasn't getting the nutrients that it needed, the micronutrients that it needed, that it would signal you to eat more food? Again, we have an ancient body. So our body thinks, well, if we're going to eat more, we're going to get nutrients because that's how we've always lived. Out in nature, when you ate these foods, they weren't processed. There was way more nutrient density and variety in our diets when we lived in the natural world. And now we have the potential to get, we could go the whole day with getting zero micronutrients practically, right? We could eat processed food from sunup till sundown and not get any of the real nutrients that our body is craving, craving and needs. So if we're not getting those micronutrients, it makes sense that our body's going to send us a signal, hey, start eating. We got to get these micronutrients filled. So again, I, I've experienced this firsthand. And, and again, this is a little bit anecdotal in a sense. But um, w- when I switched my lunches from a higher calorie lunch to a lower calorie salad that, that had like six, seven, eight vegetables in it, greens, all the rest, beans, um, after about a month of it, I was more satisfied from the salad, had less calories in it than I was when I was eating higher calorie lunches with less nutrients in it, okay? So I'm a big, big believer in this, that we've gotten so far away from our nutri- our nourishment requirements f- with a lot of processed foods, they're just not in there, um, that, that we need to make it a point. <laughs> it's gotta be a focus. One of these bottom-up prevention strategies is to nourish our body, you know, at least <laughs> Monday through Friday, at least once a day. You know, if you're starting with a piece of fruit, Again, you're always starting with where you're starting at, but wherever you're at, increase it by 10% this week, your nourishment. And again, you're going to find that that improves your cravings. A, your body starts to light up. It feels good when it gets the nourishment it needs, and you'll know what that feels like. And your body starts to crave that. Your mind starts operating at a higher level when you're nourishing it properly. Okay, so again, we're looking to always influence these bottom-up factors. Um, The next one's movement. And I say movement specifically because it doesn't have to be intense exercising, right? Your body was meant to move. And so it's very easy. Again, we we have much more sedentary lives now. And so it can be easy to go the whole day with barely moving. Okay, so you want to make it a habit to find some way to move. And it doesn't have to be an intense exercise. It could be walking, gardening, cleaning a house. I mean, literally just moving your body, right? Moving your limbs. Um, the the, the Agoskew method there, he, he always talks about how we live in a box. And, and it can be very true, especially me. I do a lot of work at a desk. And so you, you kind of live in this box where, you know, your arm never lifts above your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? It never goes out to the side. Like we move our bodies in, in increasingly Again, not everyone, but depending on what your job is, in, in more and more restricted, limited ways, okay? So moving your body more, that's how your body was designed to operate, is to move around more. When you move around more, you breathe more. You relax more. Your alignment has an ability and the opportunity to improve itself, right? Because the more you move, the more the muscles work together, the more coordinated you become, okay? And all of these things, again, it connects you to your body, you're connecting yourself to your body anytime you're moving. So the more movement, the better. And the more connected you are to your body, the, the better your, your bottom-up tendencies tend to be. Right? The, the more you want to feel better, right? The more, the more you feel better, the more you want to feel better is kind of the idea here. The next one's meditation. And I think this is important. You know, I, again, I, I think um, it doesn't have to be I think a lot of times we think about meditation and we kind of take it to an extreme, like we're going to be enlightenment and like a monk or something. But I'm just talking about like like a few minutes of meditation can be really, really helpful because it just quiets the mind down. You've got to understand that we're, we're so at the mercy of so much 
advertising and programming that a lot of times the thoughts we're having there, the constant chattering mind, we start to think that that's the reality. And what meditation allows you to do is just to quiet your mind for a little bit. And it simultaneously will quiet your body down too. So again, it increases that awareness. It, it, it increases, it strengthens that mind-body connection so that you know where your body's at and you start to treat it more appropriately. Okay, and so I think meditation is so important. And if you don't meditate, I just I, I urge it in so strongly because um, you know again there's a video you can see on my YouTube channel where it's a one minute meditation, and I'm telling you, uh, yeah, obviously you know what I mean. Like there, there's levels to everything. You understand? So it's like obviously with meditation you could take it to an extreme, and that's what a lot of people kind of tend to naturally go. But the difference between zero meditation and a minute of meditation a day is. is it's enormous, enormous, simply for the reasons I said, because a lot of times we can get to the point where we never have any quiet time in our head. We don't have any quiet time in our bodies. We're just going day to day to day to day, just caught up in things. And so the meditationist allows us to hit pause for a moment, to just relax, right? And just kind of become present in the moment. And that way of being, of being present in the moment, of letting our mind quiet down, letting our body open up, that way of being tends to help you make better food choices naturally. So again, it's that bottom-up approach where we're not looking to control everything. We're looking to get everything congruently aligned with where we want to go. Okay, And then the final piece is gratitude. And I think this is important too because um, we live in a, a culture where we don't really feel a lot of gratitude. You know, it's not, it's not taught to us. And on top of that, we're all consumers, right? And so it's always like the next best thing. And, you know, there's always something new coming out, which makes us feel not grateful for what we do have. And so it's very, very easy in this day and age to not feel a lot of gratitude. And this directly applies to our bodies, right? So if you're not happy with your body, you might be in the mindset of beating, you know, hating your body, of unconsciously always feeling the opposite of gratitude, feeling hatred for your body or just not liking it or wishing it was different. And we can't hate ourselves healthy, you know? So what we want to do is we want to start with a sense of gratitude for the body that we have right now, even if it's a lot bigger or unhealthier than you want it to be, it still is your body and it still does things that maybe someone else doesn't have, right? So what I'm talking about here, and this is a whole lesson of itself, but is functional, is appreciating your body, loving your body functionally. What I mean by that is that sometimes with our bodies, we get so um, focused on what we look like that we forget that, hey, my body can move, I can smell, I can see, I can walk, <laughs> I could climb the stairs. We take these things for granted because we're so busy focusing on the weight or how we look. But you can start to develop that gratitude just by appreciating what your body can do right now. And I'm telling you, if you, if you don't or haven't approached it this way, to start changing your body right from where you're at right now through a feeling of love can be an absolute game changer. Because instead of always hating your body until it gets smaller or looks different, it, it's, it's unconsciously, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult way to do it. It's hard to improve things that we hate. And, and a lot of times we can condition ourselves to hate our bodies. You know, we get so obsessed with it. So gratitude, I think, is essential. And that's just us physically, but we can start to feel gratitude for everything. And that absolutely impacts our thoughts and our moods. And again, when you think about it, how much of our eating, when we're emotionally eating, how much of that eating is, is triggered because of stress or overwhelm or just feeling bad about ourselves or just life in general? You see? So this is what we're trying to say. Instead of 
not paying attention to our moods and our thoughts and they're, they're, they're negative and they feel bad. Um, and then we're just trying to fight them. Willpower say, no, I'm not going to give in to them. I'm just not going to eat. We're not dealing with the core issue. You see, the core issue is that we don't feel good, that, you know, and, and then we just use the food to kind of distract ourselves or feel better for a few moments. Okay. So these foundational pieces, these lifestyle foundations of water, relaxation, breathing, sleep, nourishment, movement, meditation, and gratitude. When you start to have these things consistently in your life, it changes everything. You can't be the same person if you wanted to, which is kind of the situation you may find yourself in now where you have the opposite of this. You have an unhealthy bottom-up lifestyle and you can't change your body with that lifestyle no matter how hard you try. And that's what people find with the dieting a lot of times, with the extreme workouts. So I'm trying to show you that there's an alternate way of going here. And I've seen this over and over and over again. I've been studying this stuff for 25 years. And this was the secret I noticed right away, that the people that were able to lose weight and keep it off, they had made profound lifestyle changes that impacted not just their body and their weight. That was just what I could see. The much deeper changes that changed how they thought of themselves, it changed how they lived their lives, it changed how they, they were feeling day in and day out, um, and it changed a lot of the beliefs that they had. And the easiest way to do that, again, is to add more water into your life, um, relaxation, just calm down, breathe more fully, more deeply, to get more high-quality sleep, to nourish your body, put the micronutrients that your body truly is craving into your body so you know what that feels like, strengthen it up from the inside out, um, to move your body more, movement, not, not extreme exercising, to meditate, to quiet your mind down, to come into the present moment, into the here and now, you know, regularly, and to start expressing and feel more gratitude for your life, right? These things are bottom-up game changers. Now, I'm not saying they change everything. I mean, still, again, you still need some willpower. There still is strategizing your eating and those things there, but it becomes much, much easier, and it becomes a different process. It's not just about losing the weight right away. There's way more benefits here. Right now, all of a sudden, not only is the weight going down, but your cravings are healthier, so it's easier. You feel in the flow with the process. Your moods are brighter. You're excited about it. Right? You're excited about what awaits you. You have more energy to deal with the things you have to deal with in life. Your body just starts operating more efficiently. Right, The weight just starts coming off, um, and you feel like your body's working with you as opposed to you feeling like you're at war with it, okay? So again, it's all about cultivating a lifestyle and a way of being that creates the body and the life that you want to live, okay, as opposed to trying to fight with yourself to get the weight down, all right? So I hope this makes a difference to you, and, and that it is such a game changer. So I hope, I hope this has had an impact on you. Um, if you want to go further with it, Again, you can go to programyourselfthin.com. Um, I've got some different programs. And, and one, again, the um, Holistic Health Blueprint is literally just about these eight habits, okay? And, and so it, it's a program literally just to help you get these into your life easily. And I just want to make that quick point that when I list these eight things out, it can sound like, oh, my God, how am I going to take all those things on at once? Well, there are strategies so that, again, let's talk about the master ritual, which is six of these, right? So in, in two to three minutes, you can knock out six of these, and so every day you can get to experience some of them. And it's a game changer. Again, absolute game changer because it prevents a lot of the problems as opposed to having to cure them, right? And that's the main point. So, all right, I hope this helps you out. Um, start to think to yourself, how can you add some of these foundational pieces into your life? And we'll talk again soon. Have a great day. And remember that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. 
Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Program Yourself Thin podcast with Jim Katsoulis. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to programyourselfthin.com to sign up for free tools to help you lose weight. And remember to subscribe to get notified about upcoming episodes.